everybody. Welcome to the Longbox Guys. He's your host, Tom Strange. And with him, as always, are some of his very best friends since he was a little kid. I'm Mike Manning. I'm doing great. LT, how you doing and what are you drinking? I'm doing fine. I'm drinking some Greenstone 12-year-old scotch. How are you doing, Mikey? What are you drinking? I'm drinking some A&W Zero Sugar uh, root beer. Uh, Josh, what, Josh, Josh, what are you, what are you drinking tonight? How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing fine. I'm drinking uh, Oak Bear. Oak Bear. Well, that sounds like it has a high alcohol content. How it's high a brown is that ale. alcohol? It's actually not that bad. It's six point four. It's a brown oh. ale aged in oak barrels. Yeah, delicious. It is nice. Mm. Tom, what are you drinking this week, and how are you doing? Well, we know how you're doing. <laughs> I decided to try a, a, a piece of pot chocolate, and uh, I think I might have overdone it. I'm lucky to be alive, actually. Speaking of luck, this week we're talking about one of the luckiest uh, mutants slash test tube baby slash a couple other things. All rolled into one. It's long shot. Yeah. Not yeah. a good what was that? Not a mutant. He's an alien. I know he was an alien. I mean, it, there's been a couple. I was uh, I was researching it earlier, and uh, there's like been a couple other things where he's also officially a mutant. I might have I might have read that in a sandwich. Okay, it's true. But I love Longshot, a member of the X Men, the Exiles, among uh, X Factor. He is. Uh, he had his own limited series, which is super expensive. That thing sold out really quick. Yeah, and they were good, too. Yeah, back in 1986, Art Adams did the artwork. He was the one who came up with the idea whenever Longshot was doing his luck that his eye would shine. And a non-comic book writer in... Somebody help me out here. Nocenti? Nocenti? Yeah, I wasn't sure how to pronounce her last name, so that's why we would turn to you, Tom. Uh, yeah. She she did, she came up with the concept for it uh, for her first series. I think it was amazing. The idea of Longshot is that he comes from the Mojoverse, which is a dimension where everybody is a spineless human being and just wants to watch TV all day long. And it's a reality show, gladiator-style contest that's going on. And Longshot is one of the gladiators, a genetically created gladiator. He was a test tube baby, technically. This is going to sound weird, for, but it's comic books. He is the clone of his future son, so, future son Shatterstar. Shatterstar. Nothing like a little time travel, just a bork with your origins. Yeah. Uh, Shatterstar is the son that he and Dazzler had. Yeah. So Good, good for him. Well, long shot, right? He's punching yeah. up. <laughs> she was yeah. definitely using protection. Didn't matter. Didn't matter. Oh. Nature finds a way. Nature uh, finds a way. So, in addiction to having probability manipulation, 
he has hollow bones, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's a phenomenal acrobat, an expert marksman with knives. Anything else I'm missing? Yeah, I would say, yeah, just like superhuman agility, uh, acrobatics, the hollow bone things is weird, but makes him uh, not take damage when he falls long distances. Um, And yeah, the, uh, oh, psychometry. He can uh, read out, he can do object reading. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Owner of the space mullet. Definitely the owner of the space mullet. It's obviously 1986. Mm -hmm. Oh, and uh, Art Adams, when was designing Longshot, didn't want him just pulling out knives from nowhere. So he has like bandoliers and pouches, which influenced future Marvel <laughs> slash image artists. So many pouches. So many pouches. So many pouches. So many pouches. Oh, sweet bandoliers. Is there anything you can't do? I know 1986 isn't exactly ancient history, but it took me a while to like like new characters in comic books. I think Longshot was one of the first ones I, I, I liked. Uh, when I started reading comic books, you know, Wolverine was already in the X-Men and all that. So um, any, <clears throat> anyone like after 85, I always thought it was like new or. Uh, but this one, this one caught my attention. I liked it. I liked the Mojo verse. thought it was creepy. Yeah, Mojo is just such a great villain. See now, Tommy. We had this uh, talk. You, you disagree. You hate. You hate I, I I just didn't really like Mojo. I didn't like the visuals of Mojo. Thought he was very ugly. Yeah. Yeah. He was supposed yeah. to be. I know he was supposed to be, but just visually, he never. The art never really drew me in. Really, I always thought he was like the psychotic version of the Grinch in in like some horrible techno verse. I always like. <laughs> I like the the creepy curled smile filled with teeth i uh yeah i thought he was a uh, a very apt villain and the yeah he's a very apt villain was... i just just never really got into it and the world therein is uh darkly prophetic yeah yeah, yeah no shit, darkly right? prophetic. <laughs> i mean yeah some of the stuff they did back then you're like oh my god and then today you're like yeah I see that. yeah yeah. It's true. Uh, so the Mojo Verse is kind of based on reality TV, uh, and this is 1986. Reality TV had started. There was reality TV, but not not like the 90s would say. I mean, yeah, barely, right? It was like MTV's. What was the house one? Real Beach world. House. Oh, real, real world. world. Yeah. yeah. But like, how much other reality TV was there floating around? Really? Not a ton, really. So I mean, yeah. this shows where we were going with reality tv i don't even think real world was out at that point i think that uh, was like a year or two away no real world's got the 80s written all over it man okay if only uh, there was some magical device that would that tell, us. tell us but uh i mean i remember uh i was probably one of the first houses in munson that had cable and i remember watching mtv come live like the screen going from like blur to. I think that was 83 or 84. Yeah, it was pretty early. And they showed videos for a long time, just they videos. Josh will look this up. What was the first video oh, ever uh, played, uh, Josh? 
The Real World, uh, see, the first season of MTV's reality television show is 1992. There you go. Oh, wow. Man. Okay. Yeah. And by the way, Tom, just so you know, video killed the radio star. Damn right. I mean, first thing that I mean don't get me wrong. I, I think there are other reality TV shows that were out. I mean, this, this old house was out. And that's kind of like a reality TV show, like a precursor. Sure. Sure. Let's talk about long shot though. Uh, so, <laughs> the uh, did any do any any of you guys own the miniseries? Yeah, no. I have the whole thing. I, I have never somewhere. read it. No, I've you haven't really. No, I've only read about it. So, it, it was it good. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll dig it out for you. Yeah, it was a it was an apt intro. I remember liking it a lot. I think initially I actually bought a couple of copies and stashed a couple away. The um honestly I didn't I didn't try to dig through my boxes to find it. I I really have to do like a grand mall like sorting at some point and pull out the things that are in good shape and separate them from the things that are really just ripped and torn covers. But I remember really liking the the sort of that drop from the character giving him his background getting sort of the sense of the world one of the things one of the odd little piccadillies that i like about Longshot is he only has three fingers which i think is great for lazy artists because they nobody yeah. likes drawing hands anyway yeah. it just yeah. makes it, just makes it that much easier but I, I I remember very much enjoying the series. I remember collecting it and being excited to to see what was coming next. I think it's was it six or eight issues, right? Uh, I think it was only four. I was, was going to say a lot of the miniseries were four at the time. Um, so yeah, I'll uh, I'll try to dig it out. I am uh, for sure owned it. I hope I still have it bagged and boarded somewhere in the boxes. But um, Jeez, yeah. so he's only got three fingers. He's got a bunch of pouches. If he just didn't have any feet, he'd be the perfect Rob Liefeld character. Seriously, yeah. Yeah. He just yeah. has pouches for feet, Mike. Sold. Oh, you could store so much in those feet. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> like extra muscles. Yeah. <laughs> but I really, I've always enjoyed just the idea that he was. I mean, on the power scale, he was pretty low, right? He was. Yeah. He was sort of like. But the probability manipulation is just that very strange edge. And I do enjoy the way we see how it's portrayed in Deadpool 2. Right? They show they they basically show us with Domino what that looks like and where she's sort of not very powerful, but just how things go that way and your way on certain occasions. It's and I'm glad it's not something that he willfully does right it's just sort of just what happens around him and so it's both a a good like writer's world to be in where you can just turn just a fraction of a thing and have it go long shots way and it just has a a great comic book feel to me in that regard it just seems like a power that i was like you know you got flight and super strength and all the other stuff but you're everyone's while you like long shot man that that guy's got it going on <laughs> it's, it's subtle but awesome yeah my first encounter with long shot was when he joined the x-men and i loved him on the x-men i loved it when the x-men would travel to the Mo- mojo verse i loved his relationship with dazzler i think uh, he was just a great character for uh what three or four years he was uh 
yeah. on the X team. Yeah, it seems and all right. Then just kind of decided I'm going back over the Mojo verse with Dazzler, and we're gonna overthrow Mojo. That didn't work. Spoilers. He comes back as a member of the Exiles. Uh, I never read any of that stuff. But then he comes back as a member of X Factor when Peter David was writing, I think, Volume 3. I loved that stuff, too. Um, it's a really good run. Pretty much any X Factor that Peter David did was phenomenal. But what about you guys? What, what did you like about uh, Longshot and any particular stories or anything? I, I I really liked the 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 one through four. I, uh, I definitely had that as a kid. I liked his look. I liked the acrobatics. Uh, I liked the. It wasn't the like super bully over guy. He was the kind of dance over you guy, which I thought we've been lacking. We didn't have a lot of those like Robin esque characters relying on their agility, and um, I, I just enjoyed everything about him. Yeah, I mean, I. I didn't hate the character, but I didn't love the character and it never really kind of bonded with the character. You know, I always thought that, you know, if aliens came, they would not have space mullets. But that was just me. You're really anti-mullet. You know, you've come out a couple I times am. this way. I am. It's true. You it's never psychometry had in the front, the probability manipulation in the back. Don't get down on that haircut. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say all, the, all of his powers are rested in his hair. Ha. The porcupiney hair. Yeah, I'm surprised. I'm surprised at his lack of longevity as a character. Yeah, he hasn't had many series since then. No, they nobody really like picked him up and ran with him. I just thought he was a, a good character. I mean, granted, yeah, he needed a haircut after the '80s, but I mean, come on. Besides that, he's. I don't know. He just seems like an easy storyline for me and a good character with a great power set. I always liked him. He's just, he's like that slightly adjacent Spider-Man. He could have sort of turned into the clean version of Deadpool. Huh. Uh, you know, yeah, he seemed like the white knight version of Deadpool to me. And yeah, there was so much merchandising that could have been done too. You could have sold bandoliers. You could have sold throwing knives. Yeah. Merchandising. Yeah. Pouches. Yeah. Pouches. So many pouches. In his earlier days, Sting could have played him. Like, come on. The guy. Yeah. You know. so, I see it. Yeah, right. I uh, I always wondered why he just sort of sort of just languished on the page and nobody really picked him up and did much with him. It sort of seemed like a lost opportunity to me. I think Marvel could have really made him a, a character that with some uh that had like a pretty strong appeal. And like I said, like because his power set is fairly unobtrusive and actually really low special effect. I think he would have translated to the screen really well. Yeah. Didn't they, wasn't he in the X-Men animated series? Just like as like a, a one or two yeah, yeah, episodes where they were. Yeah. yeah, he was yeah. in there. Okay. But honestly, that, that bid for the, I, I never liked the animation for the original X-Men series. <laughs> I really had a. I just did not enjoy watching that, and I know a lot of people did, and it was pretty popular. But it just, I, I just couldn't. I don't know. He was in like, one of the video games too. Yes. Like one of the side scrollers. Well, yeah. Long yeah. shot. I don't remember that. 
Kind of. He was. Yeah. It's one of the ones that later got released on the Sega. Right. Right. So anybody, die on this hill. Anybody have any final words or comments about everybody's favorite reality star, Longshot? No. All right. Yeah. Tommy, what do you got in the back of the long box? Uh, I got something that Tom's going to love. It's Marvel premiere number 44. Issue number 44. Tom's going to love this because it's his favorite number, 44. And it's a story that involves yachts, which I know Tom was hanging out at the Yacht Club today. So issue number 44 starring Jack of Hearts. It starts out with young Jack of Hearts flying in a storm off the coast of New York. And the Coast Guard is searching for a capsized yacht. And they are like in this storm searching and they cannot see anything. Jack of Hearts flies by and lo and behold, Jack immediately spots these people swimming in the water, holding on to this capsized yacht, lights himself up to be a beacon for for this Coast Guard. And I'm just like, this is this has got Tom written all over it. He would love this story because it's all the things that he loves. And that's just the opening. After that, Jack of Hearts goes to his mansion and the rest of the real story starts where Jack of Hearts is trying to find out who killed his father, uh, the corporation that is this uh, secret organization that had his dad killed and caused the accident that caused him to be imbued with the zero fluid and caused him to become Jack of Hearts and has upended his life. He is looking for the people that caused the death of his father. And it's this great story where he hunts down an assassin that is hired by the corporation to try, try to capture Jack of Hearts to learn the secret of the power of the zero fluid. And it's a great story. And I think Tom would love it. Tom is not convinced. Tom is so he's high. Smiling. He can't even he's make smiling. it. He's smiling. He's laughing. He, he's smiling. He's He's just got inner peace. <laughs> But anyway, so that's what I got in the back of the long box. A great story about Jack of Hearts, Marvel premiere number 44 from 1978. All right. Well, at the front of the long box this week, I have the Rocketeer. Yeah. Excellent covers, great art. The story is a mess, but... <laughs> <laughs> If you're a fan of the Rocketeer, I mean, it's a one shot. Yeah, check it out, I guess. I don't know. Josh, I'm sorry, that seemed tangential. <laughs> <laughs> well, you mentioned you mentioned the game, and now I'm down the rabbit hole. So the game you mentioned was X Men Two: The Fall of the Mutants. Uh, it did uh, include some a, a couple of the uh, lesser known. Dazzler. Uh, Oh yeah, good. Did you see? Go go to the chat and look up the uh, the character selection screen. I can't. If I okay. go near the chat, it will blow. I will. Yeah. Okay. So uh, it's funny because 
they've they've got uh let's see they got Marvel Girl, Cyclops, Beast, Archangel, Iceman, Shadowcat, Nightcrawler, Phoenix, Dazzler, Havoc, Wolverine, Psylocke, Colossus, Colossus, Rogue, and Longshot in the character screen. They were uh procedurally generated mazes for these characters to go through. And they had some of my favorite characters for the villains. They had Crimson Commando, Stonewall, and Super Saber, man. Oh, yeah! Uh, and after you, I was like, I don't remember this game. And then I saw some of the screenshots, and I was like, oh, my God, I remember this game. And now I'm just going to have to go down the rabbit hole, find an emulator, and play this game. That's going to happen. Um, That's a but, lot of different characters to choose from. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, they yeah. and they had uh, supporting characters that would pop Storm, Forge, and the Watcher would pop in and help you throughout the game. And the villains were uh, Mystique, Avalanche, Blob, Pyro, Spiral, Crimson Commando, Stonewall, and Super Saber. And the big bad was Adversary, I think. Oh, I fucking and, uh, hated battling Spiral. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. And so Tom, I don't know if you remember, but the previous one to this was they hadn't quite got down procedurally generated stuff so it was a different cast but it was murder world <laughs> the x-men murder world uh and uh oh yeah murder world yeah they, and so yeah the big bad basically was like uh arcade yeah it was arcade so uh, but the uh the cast list was much smaller you could only be wolverine cyclops colossus storm nightcrawler or dazzler and then the big bad was Arcade. And then the other big bad, the secondary one, was Magneto. But you also had to fight Juggernaut, Blob, White Queen, Mystique, Pyro, Wendigo, Nimrod, Toad, Avalanche, and Silver Samurai. Yeah. For some reason, I think yeah. both of these were re-released on Sega. Yeah, this is both. Uh, the first one was 89, and the second one came out in 90. So, yeah, it was probably re-released onto a, a bunch of... Uh, a bunch of different platforms, but now I got to find an emulator and, and get to it. So, okay. So early nineties, what is, what's your favorite video games? What, what are you, what are you clinging to in the early nineties? If anything, uh, early nineties, I'm in the army. I, I don't, <laughs> I did not have time to play video games. I have no time, no money. I mean, I know Tom and I are playing, uh, what was the one on? Oh, man. Uh, we like Streets of Rage, and we like the ninja game that shocked us. <laughs> no, no, at, at home, like the Sega Genesis. What were we playing? What was the... Oh, yeah. Um... The, wiz- the white wizard, the black wizard, the red wizard. What was that? Oh, Wizards Gauntlet. Not Gauntlet. No. Wizards of War? No. It wasn't... I can't remember, but I I, I kind of remember it. I mean, we well, played the hell out of that game. Super super stones, so oh, hell no. <laughs> Fantasy Star. Oh yeah, we played the yeah, hell out of that game. We played the heck out of Fantasy Star. One of the first RPGs we ever actually beat. Yeah. Took us like, and that was a hard save. <laughs> that battery had to be just right. <laughs> what about you, LT? Uh, I was I was probably playing. I love Tetris. So I was probably playing uh, one of the Tetris clones, like Columns or something similar. They had that bubble game. I forget what bubble it was Bob. called. 
Bubble pop. I don't know. But I was probably playing something like that. I mean, a lot of times, right around then, I was, uh, one, playing Rogue, the original Rogue-like uh. game. Uh, I did play a lot of Rogue, where I was defeated by many uh, ampersand and dollar sign. Hmm. Temple of Apshai on Commodore 64. Legacy of the Ancients on Commodore 64 was fantastic. Back when you had to have the uh, decoder wheels because yeah. they didn't want you to uh, copy the game and just give it to people. So you had to have your decoder wheel, which yeah, took us you know all of 12 seconds to figure out how to crack that code. Um, but yeah, most of my I uh, didn't own a. Uh, Gonna say uh, for the Atari, I like Spy Hunter, the card Hunter. game. Yeah. What was the uh, one that was like Spy Hunter, but the helicopter would come down and drop the stuff onto the top of your car so you could blow up other cars? Oh man, that was a good one. That was an Atari one. Yeah, I can't remember what that is. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. Mike, yeah, you didn't play a lot of video games. You were never a video gamer. So I feel like uh, I feel like I, I left you out on this one, but um <laughs> I I feel that. You suck. <laughs> I should uh yeah, I'll uh, I'll uh, I'll pivot somewhere in the future, Mike, to something specifically for you. And I'll just leave everybody else out. Everybody else gets left by the wayside, Mike. But yeah, if that's uh, looks like we're on to plugs. I mean, we uh, well, we, Tom, do you have a three to eighteen? Pop brownies, Tom, three to eighteen. <laughs> Too strong. <laughs> Somebody give it a nine. I'm afraid. I'm afraid if I leave this chair, I'll be a balloon. <laughs> All right. All right. There you go. LT, what do you got for yeah. plugs? Uh, I'd like to plug geekorthodox.com. Geekorthodox.com. What? Hello, Tammy. Geekorthodox.com for very fine stained glass prints, Chinese Skywalker rocks glasses. You name it, they got it over at geekorthodox.com. If you want apparel, you need to go to ianlino.com for all of your t-shirt needs, your baseball shirt needs, your caps, your socks, all of your apparel needs at ianlino.com. Because for some reason, they can't keep it all on one website because they got so much stuff that they just can't keep it all on one website. So go to geekorthodox.com and ianlino.com for all of your geeky needs. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd like to plug our dodgeball team, Cat 5. If you're in the New Orleans area and want to get smacked with a ball, go see Cat 5. It's probably your best option for getting smacked by a ball ball in New Orleans. Orleans. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Or go to Bourbon Street. One or the other. One or the other. Take your taster's choice. Whatever. Or choice of words. And uh, I guess that'll about do it for us. Uh, any yeah. other plugs, guys? No? All right. All right. LT, you got any words of wisdom for us? Uh, you know, 
you should always get your vaccinations. Get your shots. Come do shots with us. Do shots, shots with the long shot, box, shot, guys. Shots. Mike, hey. what's this podcast like for you? It's like sleepy nap time for Tom Tom. Aww. It is. Aw. He's all perked up now. Because he heard he could take a nap. Because he heard he could take a nap. Nap <laughs> time. Josh, uh, at the end of July, we're going to be going to Terrificon. Is Mohegan Sun your sector? Yeah, all of Southern Connecticut will be my sector. Oh. Oh. And Tom, what's mm. any uh, words of wisdom? What do you always say? Don't just what you hate. Just promote what you love. You'll live longer. Yeah, you'd be super content, too. Yeah. Thanks for the long box, guys. We love you. Goodbye. We love you. Bye-bye.